It's time for Love Talk with the Lovelies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marley. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You have found the Love Ladies right here on 101.1 FM and 1120 AM, The Bridge, Austin, where we are building bridges of love and leadership, Central Texas Christian Talk. I am Coach Carrie Brinkader. I'm in studio with my amazing, awesome, wonderful, marvelous, beautiful, and all the other adjectives um, <laughs> co-hosts. I've got Kathy Inderbrock and Marlene McMichael. Hey, Kathy, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great, Coach Carrie. I love all the adjectives. I assume the marvelous applies to Marlene, though. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mar- hey, hey, Marlene, how are you? I'm going to put my Wonder Woman costume on. <laughs> <laughs> I did say wonderful, I think, as well. Yeah. For you sure. know, okay, I'll take I'll take the wonderful. Marlene gets the marvelous. And it's so funny that you say Wonder Woman. Since, you know, Faith is off at college, so we are now officially empty nesters. We have been going and cleaning out every single bedroom and closet and everything because our house looks like five people still live in it when really only two do. And so one of the things that we pulled out of Faith's uh, closet were these two Wonder Woman shirts and capes. And uh, it's, you know, it's from some Halloween in the past that she dressed up with a, with a, a little friend and a little friend. I mean, they were teenagers at the time. And so it's just so much fun, all of these things that we are pulling out. But I'm excited because... You know, I mean, obviously, September's not over, but, um, uh, you know, almost. October is almost, almost. We have another week left. And, um, but Halloween is coming up and I have these little butterfly wings that Faith has had stuck away in her closet. And I'm just pulling out all this stuff and I'm like, Facebook Marketplace, here I come. You know, that's so funny. We, we had with all the, I don't know, costumes and things that kids had over the years, I just finally made this box that we just called the costume box. And I got this idea from one of the other moms at school. She was like, oh, I just have a costume box. I have hats. I have boas. I have sunglasses. I have, you know, da-da-da. She just went on down the list. I was like, that that is amazing. (laughs) And so we still have this box, the costume box, that the kids will go dig out of, you know, every now and then to go grab something ridiculous um so yeah that's where we find the butterfly wings and the wonder woman cape and the cowboy hats and uh the afro and the you know there's all kinds of things in there (laughs) you're always ready for a party that's right that's right marlene do you have a costume box do not (laughs) i do not that is a definite no No. marlene's costume box would have go-go boots and um I don't I know. I did have those once upon a time, but I do not anymore. But I okay, do okay. happy to come over and help clean out my closet of all those business clothes I've got in there that I don't wear anymore. And it, you, it, know? you know, I, I go in there. I have actually have a box sitting in my closet because my big idea was I'm going to do one box a day or one yeah. box a week even would be great. I think I put three things in there and walked out. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I don't, don't want to have to deal with this right now. So, yeah, it's really bad. So. And Kathy, you're about five or six weeks behind me because my kids left. Um, gosh, we're going on six weeks. Oh, gosh, six. Yeah, six weeks ago now. And so those first couple of weeks, man, I cleaned closets. I cleaned drawers like I I was a monster and um, <laughs> it made me feel better. Honestly, I don't know. Just the structure, just getting rid of some things, letting go. 
Um, it all ties into what we're going to talk about today. Uh, last week, we did part one of this program. This is the day the Lord has made. And today, we embark on part two of this. Um, so our key verse, Psalm 118.24, this is the day the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Um, boy, we certainly will uh, continue to break down that verse today. I also want to read these these two verses that, I don't know, have really impacted me in the last month. Um, and as we're reflecting back on our summers and just things we've learned and um, today, like last week, we really did some reflection. Uh, today, we're going to focus on looking forward. Um, and these verses in James have just smacked me in the face. James 4, 13 and 15. Come now, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go do this and that. I just love that vernacular. <laughs> so, <laughs> this and that. So easy, right? We'll go do this and that. Um, so come now, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go and do this or that. Spend a year there, carry on business and make a profit. You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord is willing, we will live and do this or that. Hmm. Um, just, just golly, thinking about these verses and how they impact my life today, I'm, I'm very aware that we are only given today and that this today is the day the Lord has made. And we will, we need to, we must, we are commanded to rejoice and be glad in it. And what can we do today in this season that we're in to bring God the glory? Because we're not promised tomorrow. We're to plan for tomorrow. We're to be aware that there is a tomorrow. Maybe we're to be aware of all of that. But today is the day. So, (laughs) As I was writing this program, I was thinking back to five years ago. My husband asked me this question. I think he was taking some kind of class or something. And um, (laughs) he said, Carrie, where do you want to be in five years? What does our life look like? What's your five-year plan? Carrie, what are your goals for the next five years? Oh, boy. I just, just, I, I was like, uh, babe, I can't even get past the all the activities on the calendar this week. I don't know what my five year plan is. I don't, I, I don't know what my life look like looks like in five years. And frankly, I really don't want to think about it because that means that we're going to be empty nesters. And I, I don't want to think about that. I want to enjoy my kids. I want to just dive into this season right now. <laughs> that I, well, I mean, it's like you go, okay, where am I and what day is it? And that I have kind of felt like that lately. And and I mean, I will just say, I just said, what is it? Three minutes ago? Oh, we have a whole other week of September left. No, we don't. Today no. is literally the last day of September. Like, you know, friends, if you're listening to this on Saturday, September 30th. Um, Tomorrow is the first day of October. Obviously, if you're listening to our program on Sunday at 8 p.m., which is when it also airs, it's October the 1st. So, holy cow. Yeah. It is amazing how time passes. I mean, September is gone. The summer is gone. We are officially, officially in the fall. We, we are. 
We are. I say yay. <laughs> I know. I say yay, too. I mean. I, fall is my favorite season, so yay. I know. So it, it just cracks me up, Carrie, when you're like, Ashley's asking you, uh, what is your plan for five years from now? What does five years from now look like? You're like, hey, I'm barely wrapping my head around what what day it is today and what week it is. And <laughs> So I could just imagine Ashley coming up to you and asking you, what do you, what do, what do five years from now look like? You know, I was grateful later. I wasn't grateful in the moment, but I was grateful later that he had asked me that question. It kind of spurred me on to do um, like a vision board and to really look at what I wanted that, that year to look like um, uh, something that we were real intentional about. And I, I, I don't know if we, well, we were we were intentional about this. You know, he said, um, what does our life look like as a married couple in five years when the kids are out of the house? And I thought, well, we love each other, but we, we got to make sure we're working on really, really, really liking each other mm-hmm. when the kids are out of the house because we're going to be spending a lot of time together. He His business, um, he works in and out of the house, and it's not like he's, he's leaving the home every day at 6 and getting home at 6 we're we're we spend a lot of time together and so we wanted to make sure that we really like each other and i think we've accomplished that um that that's hard though that you have to be intentional about that so the question is valid um and i i'm glad he asked it but it really did throw me for a loop and last week we looked back and marlene i know you've had I, i don't want to gloss over this you've had a lot of life changes in the last year you were getting up every day, going to a high-powered job in your nice clothes and hair and makeup and going and um, performing and doing a very, very important work, and you retired a year ago. And so, holy cow, your whole world has changed. And so I look forward to getting your perspectives today on this is the day the Lord has made. How do I rejoice and be glad in it? today in this season of life um last week we looked back at how god orchestrates our steps and brings together wonderful moments that we never dreamed could happen and looking back and remembering and how golly it's just such an important and powerful tool tool for us to mark our past joys our hurts our struggles and our accomplishments and today i want us to look at the present And how that leads us into the future. Eleanor Roosevelt said this. Now, when you look online, this is attributed to her over and over again. And then it's attributed to other people, too. It's mostly attributed to her. So I'm going to give her the credit. Um, Yesterday is the past. Tomorrow is the future. But today is a gift. That is why it is called the present. Mm -hmm. It's a gift. And so the question I want to ask ourselves today is, you know, if today is the day the Lord has made, how can we bring glory to God in this phase of our lives? I, I, you know, it's a, it's a tough question because every phase is different. Marlene, you've embarked on retirement. I, I, I don't, I mean, yeah, you're not going to a job every day, but you you are you have found ways to fulfill um, a need in your life. You found other things to do. How you doing? 
are you doing in this retirement phase? It's been a year. It's been a little over a year. Well, it's it's a challenge. Um, um, when you work a high-profile position, um, that becomes part of your identity. And so when you retire, all that affirmation and that uh, recognition is gone. So it is a challenge, but it, it was something um, that – you know, I know that the Lord still has plans for me because I'm still breathing. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's a, my goal in my um, every day is to find what it is today that is his his mission for me. In other words, I want to spend the rest of my life doing not making a living because God has generously provided for me, but I want to spend it doing his work. And what is that today? Um, you know, you're talking about my life has changed. Yes, there are days I don't put makeup on. And there are people that would just fall over if they heard that. <laughs> <laughs> so there are many new things in my life uh, now. I'm spending a lot of time with family. That's special. I'm, I'm purposely and intentionally finding friends I haven't seen in a while to make time for them. And and part of that is for me and part of it is for them because um, as you get older, there are lonely moments. And I don't want to look back and meet them in heaven and them say, why didn't you come see me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, I, I love that, you know, when you talk about the season of life that we're we're in and and. You know, I love, Carrie, that, you know, Ashley brought this up to you. You know, in five years, we're not going to have children in our house. And so we need to like each other. I mean, we'll always love each other. We need to like each other. And Marlene, I mean, you mentioned loneliness and 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 affirmation and recognition. And so I think it's so interesting and we have to be really intentional about where are we filling these needs. You know, if mm-hmm. we are feeling lonely, then where are we getting, where are we feeling that loneliness with relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, if we need affirmation, where are we getting that affirmation from? And mm-hmm. um, because I think there are so many healthy places, but boy, oh boy, are there so many unhealthy places that we can be filling those need, deep needs with. Well, that's true. So, Friends, we're, we're going to go to break, but I want to give you a preview of what's to come. The things we're going to po- talk about today are um, obviously bringing glory to God in, in this season, in this day of our lives. Um, we're going to look at regrets. Uh, what do we need to hold on to and what do we need to let go? We're going to look at friendships and connection in community, loneliness. We've already brought it up today. And then wrap it up with where is our mission field and where can we serve today and bring God glory? Oh, gosh, we got lots to come, friends. We're excited. Um, So stay with us through the break. Uh, Enjoy uh, this break from our sponsors. And we'll be right back with you here on Love Talk right after this. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. 
If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Are you looking for a new church home? Or maybe you're new to the area. Either way, we here at First Baptist Church Pflugerville would love to welcome you to visit with us this Sunday at 11 a.m. for our worship service. We have a myriad of different grow groups at 9.30 a.m. And if you need more information, just click the big orange New Here button on our website, fbcpville.org. We hope to connect with you in the near future, and we hope that when you do visit with us, you'll feel like family here. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-2580. Or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on the Bridge Austin. I'm Kathy Enderbrock. In studio with you today is Coach Carrie Brinkater and the marvelous Marlene McMichael. And we're having so much fun just spending today with you, friends. I hope that you're encouraged. And we are talking about today, that this is the day that the Lord has made. We are in kind of a, a part two program. Last week, we talked about this is the day that the Lord has made, and we pulled that scripture apart and just really shared from our past experiences from the summer. And Coach Carrie, you've put together this incredible program for today, that this is the day that the Lord has made. We're talking about seasons of our lives and how we can bring glory to God in each phase of our lives. And I loved the teaser that you gave as we were going out in the first segment. We're going to get into some even regrets um, Mm -hmm. that maybe we personally have gone through and some of the challenges as well. And ladies, I just want to say I really appreciate that about both of you that, um, you know, in friendship and even as co-hosts on Love Talk, you don't act perfect like you have it all together. And I just really love that you guys are willing to be vulnerable and share the amazing, beautiful stories as well as some of the heart-wrenching stories. So I'm just excited to get right into this. And so, Carrie, just to start, I wanted to look, um, you have us opening up to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, and this is an incredible book written by King Solomon, who is kind of recognized as the um, man with the most wisdom um, of Mm -hmm. any man ever to have lived. And he says this, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. And so, friends, we are talking to you today, whether you have um, uh, kids that are in their childhood, if you have teens, if you are just entrenched right now with school and work, or if marriage is the focus, or you have no kids, you have kids at home, maybe you're just fresh empty nesters, you've gone into retirement, so many different seasons for every activity. And so um, I you know, Carrie, if you're willing, I would love to really just get into this. 
it, have there been any areas of your life or any really specific times in your life where you have regrets about the season that you were in, that you weren't really intentional or, or anything that you wish you could have gone back and had had a redo? Yeah, uh, of course. Um, Sally, I look back when my kids were little. My kids are 14 months apart, and um, such blessings. My kids were born after um, I had been married eight years, and then all of a sudden, we had kids back to back. Like, uh, okay, Lord, wow, for me, woohoo! Um, <laughs> I had just, uh, you know, started a, a job at, at here in Georgetown at Southwestern University, and back at my alma mater and I was so excited to be coaching at my alma mater and then boom, I, I have babies 14 months apart. And so I, 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 I was kind of thrown for a loop, honestly. And I look back on those times and I wish I would have enjoyed just those everyday little day-to-day moments a little bit more um, with the babies uh, because they were so cute. And um, those and precious and I I looking back I wish I would have enjoyed that more um and so I wish I would have uh relaxed a little bit more and been intentional about spending more time away with my husband I always was pulled between this working mom aspect of my life and then not feeling like I was giving enough time to my kids and so when my husband needed my time, he got pushed down the ladder. Work and kids took priority. And I, looking back, I think I would have been a better mom and a better wife and a, and a better coach had I probably just spent more time away with my husband as he was craving that. And what a blessing to have a husband who wanted to spend a long time with me. Um, so yeah, I do have those, those kind of regrets. I mean, I know the Lord orchestrated that in a way, um, that I can look back on that now, um, and go, golly, I wish I had done that differently. And so maybe I can help mentor somebody else through that, uh, time if they're, if they're struggling, um, as a, as a new mom and, and trying to work with babies. And so, it, it, it was like it was a different time. It was difficult, um, but looking back, I, I cherished that time. I just wish I had done things a little bit differently. So, no, uh, I, I definitely, I, I can, I can totally and completely relate. I remember when I was in each stage with my kids, I would always think, "Oh my goodness, this is so hard, and I'm so exhausted." And I had this drive. I wanted to do it right, so I was reading the books and. And, you know, getting the advisors and talking with older moms and, and I was just so uptight about doing parenting right and doing mm-hmm. parenting well. And I just overthought absolutely everything and I took everything so seriously. Mm-hmm. And what I realized was, you know, the, as they got to the next stage, I always thought, oh, the next day, as you know, as soon as they get out of diapers and get potty trained, it'll be easier. Oh, as soon as they start going to school, then it'll get easier. And what I found was it never got easier. It always right. got more challenging. Right. And so I wish I had just enjoyed the season that I was in and mm-hmm. enjoyed everything about it. 
And instead of trying to learn to do it right, I wish I had just enjoyed the blessing that God had given. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you on that. Marlene, has there ever been a time that you wish you could kind of go back and redo? I think everybody has those times, number one. But number two, you know, you're talking about your children and what that was like. Um, I only had one daughter, but... I had her, I mean, I got pregnant three months after I got married. So oh, it wow. was a shock. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was the youngest of anybody that I knew who had a child. And so it was like a whole new territory. And there are many things that I wish um, hadn't happened in my life. Uh, but I also know that those difficult times made me who I am and, and built the fabric and the, and the, the strength of who I am. And so I don't look back with regret. Um, I, I will say uh, the Lord gave me a gift one time when um, my daughter had gotten her first job at the state Capitol and she was the front receptionist type person and which is sort of a starting position. And I walked in one day and she just looked like she had been you know, struck by lightning just in a daze of not knowing what was up. And she looked at me and she said, Mom, how did you do it? And I said, what? She says, you never missed anything. You did all this and you were always there for me. Now, that's a pretty. Yeah. (laughs) I kind of went, you noticed? Wow. (laughs) It was such a a gift and a present. It is one of my my favorite memories. Um, So... You know, I, I don't think we're nearly as absent as we think we are sometimes. Right. And, yeah. um, again, that was a gift. Absolutely. What a beautiful boy. That just that, – that'll carry you for forever, Marlene, that compliment from your daughter, you know, just uh, recognizing um, that you were there. Absolutely. Well, these verses in Ecclesiastes are so meaningful, and – I just want to read them briefly here for you. Ecclesiastes, so this is chapter three. There's a time for everything and a season, a season, friends, for every activity under the under the heavens, a time for birth and a time for death, a time to plant and another to reap, a time to kill and another to heal, a time to destroy and another to construct, a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to lament and a time to cheer, a time to make love, and a time to abstain. Oh, this is from the message, by the way. A time to embrace, and another to part. A time to search, and another to count your losses. A time to hold on, and another to let go. A time to rip out, a time to mend, a time to shut up, a time to speak up. A time to love, a time to hate, a time to wage war, and a time to make peace. Now, obviously, these verses need to be taken in context, um, but it, it, it really made me think about every season of our life and what time of life is it for you. The, the part of these verses that just jumped out at me was verse 6 that says, there is a time to hold on and a time to let go. Or in the NIV, it says a time to keep and a time to throw away. 
Marlene, you made a box. You got three items in it. You're trying to get rid of some stuff. Um, <laughs> Kathy and I are going through the closets. We're, we're throwing things away. I don't know. It makes us feel better. Um, a time to keep, a time to throw away, or another way to say it, a time to hold on and a time to let go. Well, for me, with the kids out of the house right now and they're at college, um, the day-to-day is different. And I have to ask myself, what am I holding on to and what do I need to let go? I think some things that I have been holding on to is that I will not know the every single thing that they do, their day-to-day. I will not know. And, and you know what? That's okay. It's kind of freeing in some respects. I do miss knowing, oh, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go hang out with these friends. I'm going to do this, da, da, da. I do miss that, especially with Logan and basketball because, you know, that's my that's my jam. Um, I love knowing how practices are going and how the day-to-day stuff is going. Um, I, I love that, but I've kind of had to let some of that go. I love knowing what Z's doing in all of her STEM classes, this science and technology that she's in. I love knowing the day-to-day, but... I'm not going to know that, and that's okay. So are you in a phase maybe where you're parenting a teen that is pretty sassy and pushing back and just trying to assert their independence? Maybe it's a, maybe it's a toddler, but specifically a teen that's really pushing back. Um, I firmly believe that that's a time to press in. That's a time to press in. Um, we're not supposed to pull back from that. Uh, I had a real wise mom tell me that uh, when my kids were going through that. She's like, nope, 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 nope. Press in, press in. They need you. They act like they don't, but they need you. Um, and even if it's just a, a moment, talking on their terms, pr- praying uh, with them at night right before they they drift off to sleep, stealing a few minutes alone with them. They're going to try to push you away, but it's important for them to know that you're there when they need you. You know, maybe you're in that baby phase where every day feels physically exhausting. How can you use this day to bring glory to God? Maybe you're taking care of an aging parent, a special needs child, and you're exhausted. Um, You know, we'll continue to ask ourselves, how can we bring glory to God today in this day, in this season? So Marlene, Kathy, um, Marlene, in this, in this retirement phase for you, have you found that there's anything that you're holding on to, um, that you need to let go? Has that something you've thought about? Or is that something that you've thought about? (laughs) Often. Okay. Often. And, you know, and there are, there are, there are, you know, the, the whole idea of having a day where you have a, a loose schedule. You can kind of come and go. I mean, you've got things to do, but you can come and go. There's not the strict routine anymore. Yeah. That's, that's okay to let that go. Um, the stuff and the, and the things that are all about that, you know, um, that's okay to let go. You know, um, I went this past week to, um, the Children's Advocacy Center, Purse Bingo, and um, my daughter bought a table, and so she was there with her staff, and I actually bingoed. 
well, I, there were three of us who bingled up. <laughs> so then they had, they had to decide who the winner was. Well, it was a nice purse. I didn't get the purse. I got a beautiful bracelet. But I don't need another bracelet, so I gave it to her staff. You know, so those there are things we don't need anymore, and we mm-hmm. can let go. And um, But the thing that can't let go of is purpose and what is the destiny God has called you to. And that's, the, that's mm-hmm. my challenge, and that's the thing that is the center of my focus now. It's, and, and one of the things I noticed, too, is, you know, the people in the chamber today. I mean, I chaired the chamber in town for a couple of years, and and um, so I, that was kind of I knew everybody. I don't know everybody anymore because it's yeah. newer, younger people that are involved, and and that's okay. It's okay to let go of center stage. You know. Wow, wow, that's a big one, Marlene. Kathy. <laughs> Well, I, I just love what she said. What do you never, ever, ever let go of that purpose that mm-hmm. God has set before you, that future, that eternity that he has called you to, and the hope that he tells you to cling firmly to? I, I think that what we need to let go of is anything that keeps us from those. I mean, anything that keeps us from those relationships that he truly has um, called us to. And I mean, I think just God is such a God of relationship. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and for me, that has kind of been uh, one of the hardest things throughout my life is, um, you know, I, I, we want, especially women, we want to have friends. We want to be surrounded by friends. And, and then there are times when we just say, oh my goodness, I have this unhealthy relationship and I can't seem to get it healthy. And, um, you know, I mean, I think there's those, like, if you would say that about your husband, well, you get to do the hard work of getting that relationship healthy. I mean, it, it, sure. you just, you, you can't let go of that relationship. But I would say some of the hardest things for me have been when I've gone into a new season, especially like when um, I transitioned out of my career, there were some really dear, amazing people that um, I had to let go of. And Mm -hmm. um, I mean, one, because we left Australia and came to the United States. So it made it a lot more difficult. But um, so for me, it's always been, you know, about relationships. What relationships do I press into and invest in? And what relationships do I hold lightly and let go of? Well, that that leads us right into our next point, Kathy, about – you know, bringing, being intentional with your community, with whatever phase of life that you're in, right? And I love this quote from C.S. Lewis uh, from The Four Loves, which is a work that I was not familiar with until just recently. And this is what he says. Friendship is born at that moment when one person says to another, what? You too? I thought I was the only one. Um, Marlene, last week you talked about how um, when you became single, you were like, I I don't, or maybe you talked about this in a break. Um, I I didn't know anyone else single. You know, I knew two people that were single, but you were intentional about seeking them out because you guys all went, oh, you too? I, I, I thought I was the only one. Um, and so you were intentional about seeking that out. Recently, I was at a party where I felt a little strange. Everyone was just talking about the day-to-day with their kids, you know, be bopping around. And I, it was a little disconcerting. 
I don't have a day to day with my kids anymore. Um, not, not in that way where I'm, you know, getting up with them and seeing them off to school and attending their events and, and things like that on a day to day basis. I felt a little disconnected, disconcerted, really. Um, and so I continue to ask myself this question, like, Lord, how can I bring you glory in this phase of my life? So my husband, you know, he's also having some feelings surrounding this. He shows them very differently than I do, for sure. Um, but he misses the kids, too. And as a true introvert, he really is a true introvert, I was shocked and surprised when he said, Kiri, we need to be intentional with our friend group. We, we really need to be intentional with the other people that are just recent empty nesters or almost empty nesters. They've got a kid that's, you know, maybe they have some that are out of the house, but then they've got one that is left um, that is, you know, a junior or a senior in high school. And so he suggested getting together with these other three families um, and being intentional about getting together with them. And so at our first meeting together, we, we went and had dinner and we literally stayed at dinner for three hours wow. uh, with, this, with this friend group. And um, at one point I said, we need a name. What are we going to call ourselves? And one of the other moms, she's hilarious. She said, oh, we're, we're the elite eight. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, if you know anything about basketball or sports in general, like the elite eight is, you know, that means you're the top. You're, you, you've made it to the last eight standing. And um, so I thought that was hilarious. And I was like, yes, that is it. But being intentional with our community in this phase of life is super, super important. So, Marlene, um, in your new phase of life, uh, how are you being intentional in your community? Well, it, I've alluded to this, but it's um, I'm making plans. In other words, you know, you can sit down with your friend and say, well, we need to go do that. Yeah. And how often does that ever take place? Mm-hmm. And somebody says, when? So, if, for example, I just came back from Georgia um, with a cousin, and it was the, the ruse was to make this a celebratory a trip for a cousin who lives in Georgia who just retired, you know, and, uh, but the reality is, you know, the girls had in the family had been complaining that, you know, the, the boys do everything together. They hunt, they fish and girls don't do anything. Well, that didn't happen until I said, okay, what date? Yes. And put it on the calendar. That's true with friends. And, and that's true with, most anything you do, you have to be intentional about planning it. And but the other thing is that you have to listen to the Lord, and and that is I, I call it a listening challenge because that's the thing that God is whispering right now to me is to make memories, not necessarily by buying gifts, but by doing things together. And um, but He whispers; He doesn't shout. So mm-hmm. it's it's actually. Okay, okay, I'll do it. You know, mm-hmm. you've reminded me now I will do it. And so I, I really think it's um, it's about being a, a good listener to the Lord and what he wants you to do about um, and then following through with obedience. Put it on the calendar and schedule it and just go. Just go. <laughs> just yeah. go. Can't take it with you. you know, this past weekend we did the same thing with, with my daughter. I'm, uh, I took her to a – Really expensive and nice resort, and we got day-long massages and 
facials and things. And so, yeah, it's, it's great. Just, awesome. you know, I, I can guarantee you she would rather have the memory when I'm gone than she would the money that it costs to go. Yeah. 100%. You know, that's that's kind of an interesting take, you know, as I mean, obviously, Christmas is nowhere near here. But as we head into October, you know, we kind of turn our eyes towards Thanksgiving and and Christmas that, you know, maybe this year gifting an experience with a person uh, with the gift giver rather than gifting a thing. And Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, Marlene, I'm going to be thinking about that. I like that. I have a good friend who is very wealthy. I mean, she's her bank account is nice. Let's <laughs> put it that way. But she's, she has said to me many times, she's not leaving her children. And she tells her children, I'm not leaving you a lot of money. I am leaving you memories. And so this summer she booked a month long uh, trip for them in Europe. Wow. And, and now I can't do that, but, <laughs> but we can maybe do a week or two. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you can be intentional about doing the weekend here in Central Texas and going to the Hill Country and enjoying that with your with your sweet girl. Um, You know, I have a friend who's recently gone through some very significant life changes, and we are being very intentional about scheduling some trips. And she's she's an adventurer. And um, so we're actually meeting tomorrow morning uh, to plan a trip up to watch the leaves change. We got to get cracking because it's going to happen in the next two weeks um, where we're just going to go up to the Northeast and, and do the whole apple festival stuff and eat a fried apple donut, apple cider. No, ap- yeah. Apple cider donut. Like, I don't even know what this is. Apparently it's a thing <laughs> and it's amazing. And um, watch the leaves change or, or be there for the changing of leaves. And it, anyway, so definitely being intentional with the friendships um, helps us through whatever phase of life we're in because our friendships may change from the diaper stage to the parenting of young ones to the parenting of teens to um, empty nester to retirement and that's okay maybe we're blessed enough to have a friend walk through every phase of that with us but being intentional is so important. What Friends, when we return to Love Talk, we know that as we experience um, our seasons and as we experience this day-to-day of how do we bring God the glory, sometimes we're lonely. Um, we are. So we're going to discuss that. Uh, loneliness and being uh, how to walk through that. And then where is our mission field? When we return to Love Talk with the Love Ladies, right after this. Don't wait. Score the best deal on the home of your dreams at the three-time awarded Community of the Year Santa Rita Ranch. With top-rated amenities and school districts, our 20 available move-in ready homes priced from the 200s won't last long. See for yourself why 2,000-plus neighbors love life at the ranch. For more information, visit us at SantaRitaRanch.com. SantaRitaRanch.com. 
Are you recovering from an injury, need to regain your health, or simply want to improve your golf swing? HeartFlex can help. HeartFlex is an innovative exercise tool for all fitness levels. Made in the USA, HeartFlex has helped countless Texans improve their fitness by increasing strength, boosting circulation, maximizing flexibility and endurance, and speeding recovery from surgery. It's small, portable, and lightweight. HeartFlex can be used standing, sitting, or lying down. No springs or rubber bands to snap back and cause injury. At less than $40, shipping is free and has a 30-day money-back guarantee. Nothing can stop you from improving your health today. You can learn more and to order yours, visit HeartFlexUSA.com. That's HeartFlexUSA.com. Hi, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on the Bridge Austin. I'm Kathy Enderbrock in studio with Coach Carrie Brinkater and Marlene McMichael. We've been talking about this is the day that the Lord has made. Friends, if you've missed our first two segments, you can go to our archives at lovetalknetwork.com or you can go to our podcast at Love Talk, all one word. Just smush it right there together. Well, Coach Carrie, I just love this program that you've put together when we talk about the seasons of life. And we've talked about uh, that there is a time for everything. And, and we've shared a little bit about some of our regrets and that, you know, there are things that we need to hold on to firmly and other things that we need to be prepared to let go of. We wrapped up last segment talking about friendships and you kind of teased us going into this last segment about, you know, sometimes depending on the phase of life we're in, we might feel lonely. What do we do when loneliness catches us unaware? Coach Carey. Man, um, you, you know, this has been something that I think I've dealt with at different phases of my life, but I, maybe I couldn't really put my, my finger on it. I know there's times when I've said, golly, I just feel lonely in this, in this house, in this marriage, in this situation, whatever it is. Um, and, and, Honest, I think we're really honest with ourselves. We have all felt that at some point in our lives. And whether it's, you know, with the babies or the teens or, or maybe you're a recent widow, maybe you've recently moved and you don't have a friend group yet. You've just gotten a difficult diagnosis. Uh, you're dealing with a wayward child, maybe a difficult marriage. Golly, those feelings of loneliness can be overwhelming. Again, I, I want us to continue to ruminate and, and just bring to the forefront of our brain, Lord, how can I bring you glory in this phase of my life? Well, recently, I was talking to my daughter. She's almost 20. Goodness, she's going to be 20 this month in October. And she's dealing with a very hard situation. And she's 12 hours away up in Nashville. And um, she FaceTimed me and her eyeballs were just almost swollen shut. She'd been crying and uh, she just couldn't seem to the tears from coming and um, I, I just expressed to her how proud I was of her that she wasn't shoving her emotions um, because shoving the emotions 
will lead her down a path that's unhealthy and leads most of us down a path mm-hmm. that's it's not very healthy um, emotionally or physically. And so I was proud of her. And it just reminded me of a, kind of a, a chemistry lab where you pour in, you know, two liquids and then all of a sudden it explodes into this volcanic <laughs> reaction, this synergistic reaction where everything is spilling over the sides and down the table and onto the floor. And she said, I can't. I can't stuff it, mom. It just keeps oozing out everywhere. And I totally get that. And I, I do believe that it's it's healthy to talk through these feelings of loneliness. Um, Marlene, Kathy, has there been a time that you've dealt with loneliness? And if so, how did you manage it? You know, I mean, for me, the kind of growing up with a mom who is a mental health professional, you know, she kind of she gives me a lot of warnings about relationships. And, um, you know, she like you said, you know, there are times when we are lonely and we're we're looking at our spouse and going, oh, my gosh, I'm married. Like, how can I feel lonely? Yet I feel like I'm in this all alone. And one of the biggest kind of warnings or heads up that my mom gave me was that, baby, you never go outside of your marriage to fill the loneliness that is supposed to be fulfilled by your marriage. Mm -hmm. You press in and you do the hard work, and Mm -hmm. that marriage will be fulfilling. God, you know, I I know some people that maybe they look at their husbands and go, oh, I made a, a, a big mistake, or I got married too young, or, you know, I will tell you, every person is so intensely interesting, and God has wired us together in his image in such an amazing way that there is going to be fulfillment in that person that is sitting across from you if you press in and do it uh, in a really healthy way. And so my mom warned me. She's like, look, babe, never, never, ever go to fill that loneliness in an unhealthy way. So mm-hmm. I know some people maybe. They might go to do pornography to fill in a sense of loneliness, or they might do an online relationship, um, or they might do a work relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I remember working in Australia. I was in an industry surrounded by men, and it was very easy for me to go out for dinner after dinner after dinner uh, with, with men. And, um, you know, I think, but my mom really, her advice really helped me because once we, once we start feeling that loneliness with someone of the opposite sex, if, if we're married and we are feeling that loneliness with someone of the opposite sex who is not our spouse, we are um, heading down a, a very slippery, a very slippery slope. Absolutely. Marlene, what about you in this, um, you know, have you dealt with, with loneliness in different phases of your life? Yeah, absolutely. When, you know, I've been single for well over 20 years. Mm -hmm. So yes, there is, Mm -hmm. there are boundaries that you can't cross in even your married girlfriend's relationships. I mean, so yes, there are days when you're just alone, but I think we go back to the verse that started this all, you know, it's, it's not, we will, it's not, I will rejoice in it. It's, we will rejoice in it. And so it's not a, you have to, you have to look outward. You can't look inward. So you, uh, and we've used this word multiple times. We have to be intentional about doing that. I mean, I remember um, it was a high profile uh, death in Williamson County and uh, a gentleman who died suddenly and, and his wife and I were friends and she goes, yeah, but Marlene, it's easy for you to go into a crowd. It's easy for you to go to these events. It's not for me. And I said, no, it's not easy. 
I said, you just suck it up and you do it. And you, and, <laughs> and you be intentional about, you know, where you're going and what you're doing and how you cultivate friendships. But, but also be intentional about brightening other people's days. I mean, yeah. we are in a retirement city. Go to HEB and look at those people who are walking the aisles. Mm-hmm. Many of them are just sad and despondent. Smile. Yeah. Greet them. Yeah. Tell them they're looking pretty today. And, yeah. and be intentional about brightening their day. One little word like that will make their day. I promise you. Absolutely. I, I, I love that. You know, life, obviously it has seasons. And I think when we begin to articulate our challenges during that season, as well as articulate our blessings during that season, season, we begin to understand that the challenges that we're walking through, when we share them with others, that we're normal. <laughs> you know, I think our loneliness sometimes is bred because we feel like nobody else is going through what we're going through. But as we start to articulate those things, we go, oh, okay, other people are feeling this way too. And so our loneliness can be shared. Um, I, would, I would also say that when we're walking through these seasons of loneliness, well, I say walking, when we're crawling, limping, you know, whatever we're doing through these seasons of loneliness, take it to God, to, to run to him. I love these verses in Hebrews 4, verses 15 and 16. It says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses. We do have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. So we can approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive his mercy and find his grace and help us in our time of need. How comforting is that? Mm-hmm. And Kathy, have you, as you have said several times in this, in this podcast already, um, men need to connect with men and women need to connect with women. We cannot get everything we need from our spouse on a day-to-day basis. We need to have relationships with other women. I'm so thankful for my friendships with, with you two um, because you just bring perspective to my life, and I'm so thankful for that. So I'd like to close this today with what is your mission field? What season of life are you in, and are you viewing it as a way to bring glory to God in this phase of life? What is your current mission field? Um, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And then here we go, verses 12 and 13, then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. So whatever season we're in, it's a mission field. Marlene, I know you've seen that. Your mission field, you've just said it. You're going, you know, at HEB, you're smiling, you're talking, you're making contact with folks, and you're just sharing a bright part of your day. Well, and it may not be a bright part of the day, but I'm, I'm making it a bright part of my day. Right. And that's the intentionality. You know, there's, yeah. there is so much in this world to be sad about. You know, all you have to do is, is listen to the news. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Um, but, but there's also, you know, when Jesus hung on the cross, he said, it is finished. He finished his purpose. I want to end my life where I can say, it's finished. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we all want that. I yeah. Love that. 
Kathy, what about you? Wrap us up today with uh, what's your mission field right now in this season of your life? You know, I just think wherever the Lord takes me, especially right now with uh, my voice, his heart. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I just encountered a 12 new women yesterday who I are somehow they've gotten this book and they're doing this study. And so I get to pray for them now and I'm going to go and uh, share a day with them. And so and I would say especially our mission field ladies, this radio program. And so, friends, we would just share with you if you are wondering about this Jesus who loves you and you think I want to say yes to him today we it is so easy it is as simple as ABC if you just admit that you are a sinner that you are in need of a savior that you cannot save yourself that B you believe in Jesus that he is the son of God that he died on that cross uh, in forgiveness of your sins and that he rose to new life on the third day and that he offers that new life to you. And then you just confess with your mouth, believing in your heart. Uh, you just say, Jesus, I do. I accept you. I admit I'm a sinner. I believe you are the son of God. I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. And, friend, we just encourage you to do that today. You can email us at let's talk at lovetalknetwork.com. You can come and visit us on social media on Facebook um, and on Instagram. You can come and listen to us on our podcast at Love Talk. Just uh, so many ways for you to get in touch with us. We'd love to help you in your walk. We'd love to send you a Bible and uh, just to help you take that next step. You are our mission field. You are our love field. And we just delight that God makes it possible for us to be with you each week. And I would just say for uh, today, this beautiful day that the Lord has made, I am Kathy Enderbrock. And on behalf of Coach Carrie Brinkgater and Marlene McMichael, thank you, friends, for joining us today. And we look forward to being with you next week on Love Talk.